Hey, yo, mic check. What's up, everybody? Back at it again with the realities of fatherhood. I uh, hope everybody enjoyed the first episode. If you haven't listened, go ahead and get at it. Uh, I'm really starting to enjoy this, man. Like I said, that first episode was just a little bit about this podcast, but we're going to get better. We're going to get bigger. As of right now, we're doing this podcast in the back room of my house. Yes, I said it. It's in my house. <laughs> Um, literally my, I'm using my son's Sonic thing that holds up, that can hold any mic, any controller, any remote and currently holding my phone up and I have my laptop open for all the Bible verses I will be using. Again, this is a Christian podcast or I wouldn't say Christian, but I am a Christian, but this is a Christ-like podcast. Uh, we will be affiliating with Bible verses and we will be, you know, talking about God's word in this podcast, and it's going to be amazing. Uh, I know last podcast I talked a little bit about my life story, a little bit about not shaming other fathers who do leave their kids, because I know it can be a little hard, um, and lifting their spirits up and giving, lending them our faith uh, to let them know, hey, brother, we're here for you. Uh, if we can do it, you can do it. You know, just get on our back, and we will help you. Uh, we will again lift you up because that's what every dad needs. Shout out to all the moms too, man. For all the moms who are doing it by themselves, amazing. God bless you, man. My mom did it by herself too with five. So if you're out there and you're a single mom and you're listening, shout out to you. Do your thing. Um, so today's podcast, today's episode, I'm going to go ahead and give a shout out to my older brother, Adrian. Adrian, shout out to you, big bro. You held it down for the five of us. You helped mom out at a young age. I love you, man. I know I tell you this all the time, but you're a blessing to me. You're a blessing to Lewis, Alyssa, Rebecca, and to mom. So again, this podcast is about you and everything you've done for me. I'm going to give the people a little bit of something about, a little bit of something, something, you know, (laughs) that what you did for me, bro. Um, All right, man. So here goes, man. Episode two of the realities of fatherhood. All right, so growing up again, my dad wasn't really there for us. Uh, He was always in and out of our lives. Uh, When he was there, he was just making our lives miserable. He would beat my mom. He would beat us, come home drunk. And sometimes I would think, Mom, why are you even with this guy? But then again, I was like, Dad, please don't go. I miss you. I love you. Don't leave me. <laughs> and I think that's how the four, the you know, all of us felt growing up. <laughs> we wanted him there, but we didn't want him there at the same time. Uh, but man, dude, yeah. Um, but anyways, he was always in and out, uh, always on drugs. Uh, every time he would get a new girlfriend, he would always take care of his those their kids more than us. Uh, we would see them in new Jordans, new Nike outfits, new this, new that, and then here we were in uh, hand-me-down clothes. You know, ain't nothing wrong with that because guess what? That's where I shop. I shop at Walmart. I shop. I get hand-me-downs. I don't. I go to thrift stores. Shout out to all those stores. Um, and back then, but growing up back then, I wanted to be like them. I wanted to be like my uh, my dad's girlfriend's kids. I wanted to have stuff like that. Why couldn't it be me and my siblings? Why did me and my siblings have to miss out on stuff like that? You know, uh, but now I really don't see a problem with it. Back then I did because my, my friends would make fun of me at school for having holes in my pants, you know, having unmatched socks, shoes wouldn't even fit me no more. Uh, but you know, my mom had, my mom did her thing, man, uh, did the best she could, you know, um, for what she had. And, so shout out to my mom. Mom, love you. 
Um, but anyways, but yeah, growing up, my dad, like I said, he was always in and out, um, always raising someone else's kids, and uh, but he wasn't there for his own. Now, I can't tell you why he did that. Um, he'd have to be the one to tell you that, but um, won't really go on that. But anyways, so like I said, he was always in and out. So we had our brother, my oldest brother, Adrian. Uh, he was, I think, he's like five years older than me. And every time we, we would be without, uh, I remember he got his first job. He was working at an Arby's. And man, dude, like he'd bring home food for he would bring home food for us every midnight. Every time he get off, you know, he was being he was sixteen, seventeen, coming home, and uh, bringing us food. You know, my mom would cook for us, but we didn't like the stuff she cooked. Typical kids, and he would bring us all the the hot and greasy food from our mozzarella cheese sticks, all the sandwiches. You know, you name it. And um, then he got another job, working two jobs at sixteen, seventeen years old. He was worked at Arby's. And he worked at McDonald's, literally right next to each other where we lived. They're literally next door to one another. And our apartment at the time was literally behind the Arby's and McDonald's. So this guy would literally come off, come off the school bus, straight to straight home, change, take his McDonald's clothes, go to Arby's, work there until about twelve, go to McDonald's, work there until about five in the morning, and then go to school. Now I don't know about you. But that, to me, was the greatest thing I could ever see growing up, was watching my oldest brother do these things. And uh, at the time, I was upset because he was my, my father figure growing up, but he was always gone. So I hated him, but I also loved him. Now that I look back on it, he was my father figure. When I go to work and I'm tired, I think about, man, if my brother can do this at the age of 17... You know, still going to school, keeping his grades up, working two jobs, helping my mom pay rent, helping my mom with his four siblings that I can get up every day and I can provide for my my kids. You know, we weren't my brother's kids. He didn't have to do all that, but he did because he loved us. So when I wake up, I think about all the stuff he had to endure being the oldest siblings of all the challenges he took on. And. I get up every day, man, and I bust my tail off because of him and watching him do it knowingly. If he can do it, I can do it. And yeah, so he's an amazing guy. I would love to have him on this podcast because he's amazing. Y'all would love him. Uh, But yeah, anyways, uh, he would always help me with anything, all the homework. Even though he was tired, he would sit down with me at at the table, do homework, Whatever he wanted to talk about, he would help me ride my bike because I didn't know how to ride a bike growing up. Uh, well, at that age of a kid learning how to ride a bike, he I remember he, he, was, he, would, he would be the one behind me, pushing me. And um, just, just being an amazing brother. And for all those older men, the men who are already older and y'all played that role for your younger siblings as a father figure, man, shout out to you, dude, uh, because... There's nothing in the rule book or in the Bible that says you have to take that rule on. Uh, so you be able to, to do it out of the kindness of your heart and the generosity. Man, God's got God's gonna you know praise you, you know, give you everything. Man, you just you you do you, <laughs> you know, you did you did that. All right. Um, shout out to all those guys that were playing that father figure, even though they were the older brother. Uh, you know, so their siblings wouldn't do without, you know, because um, that's what exactly what my brother did for the four of us. 
He was an amazing guy, man. Uh, but anyways, yeah, he was that 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 guy who was just there for us, man. And I remember one time he he owned a landscape company, and it was hot. And I'm telling you, it was I think it was like 108 degrees outside. And I'm telling you, it was hot as hell. And it was my first job working in the summer, working outside, and I'm sitting there sweating off. And here he is sweating off too, but he's going, he's pushing, he's fighting. He's he got the energy, man. He's getting it, you know. And I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, I don't know how the hell this dude's going <laughs> because it's hot. And I'm sitting there pouring water, you know, drinking my Gatorade. And he goes, you tired? And I said, yeah, I'm tired, man. He goes, well, when you're tired, you look at me and then you keep going. And that goes a long way because till this day, when I'm tired at work and I wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning and I feel like I just want to call in and just say, man, forget this. I'm done. I remember what he said. When you're tired, just remember what I'm. Just remember what I look like, okay? And you keep going, you keep pushing, don't stop, because man, he never stops. <laughs> to this day, he never stops. Um, but yeah, man, he's an amazing brother. He's always been there for us. I can call him today, and literally just talk to him, and he can give me some good advice, you know, about being a dad. And like I said uh, in that last episode, my uh, most of my advice came from men in the church. Um, if it wasn't for them, if it wasn't advice coming from men in the church, it was coming from him, because uh, he was more hands-on with me with my son, because we lived together. Um, well, he necessarily didn't live with us, but he was he would come over a lot to see uh, my son, and he was more hands-on. And he has two kids of his own, and the way he is with his family, and the way he is with his wife and his two kids, his two boys, my nephews, I want to be just like him, you know, and. I tell everybody, growing up, I would tell everybody that that's my, that's my dad. My oldest brother's my dad. And they'd be like, that's so weird. That's not your dad, this, this, and that. Like, no, he is my dad. You just don't understand because you're not there. You're not there living it. You're not there watching it. Um, so my brother, besides Christ and besides um, Christ filling that void as my father figure, my option, too, was my brother. Uh, he was just amazing. And I know I keep saying that, but growing up without having a dad there 24-7 in your life and you having a brother there, that's the type of man I wanted to be growing up. It was like, oh, this brother, shout out to you, bro. Uh, and also, you know, his dad wasn't really there as well. So him, but I wouldn't say there, but his dad was there. He was more there than my father was. I just felt like that. So when his dad would come around and pick him up, his dad would always come and treat us like his own. He'd pick us up. When he picked my brother up, he would, you know, take us for ice cream. He would, you know, bring us pizza. You know, he would love on us, hug us, kiss us. And I would always remember, like, man, I wish my dad would treat me like that. I wish my dad could love me like Adrian's dad loves him. But at the same time, in certain seasons of your life, God's going to put somebody in there to fill that void of what you're missing. And at the time, he put my brother, he put his dad then he put the man in church in my life, and it helped me grow. You see, we can't sit here and dwell on the past because we can't fix those. But what we can do is, what we can do today is say, okay, I'm going to fix this, and I'm going to be better than my dad. I'm going to be better than my stepdad. I'm going to be better than this dad or this man or something to give my kids a better life. See, even though my dad was not there, at all. Well, he was there sometimes in and out. Um, 
I still look at it as like, I do not hate you for what you did. I can't, I can forgive you for what you did, but I'm always going to feel a certain type of way. And hey, if you're listening, you know, you got some advice for me and say, this is how you can get over it. Please shout me out, man. You know, come on the podcast with me. Let's do this, you know. Um, But we can't fix their mistakes and what they did to us. But what we can do is move on, forgive them, love them starting from today and let them know like, hey, we can move on. Let's build a relationship from what we have right starting today. You know, uh, I wish, you know, me and my dad would talk a little bit more, even though we don't, um, you know, I still love him to death. He's still my father. I still respect him because in the Bible it says we should honor our mother and father. So no matter what my father did to me, I'm going to show him the respect he deserves because I go based on the Bible. The Bible is my blueprint. So if it tells me to respect my father for all the things, even after all the bad things he's done to me, I'm going to respect the heck out of that man. And I'm going to respect my mom because, <laughs> you know, that's my mom. She she held it down, five kids. Uh, so, yeah, man, this is amazing, man. Um so, so yeah, my brother was just always there for us, always there for his, his sisters and brothers. And for, to this day, I respect him entirely, man. I respect him to death. And, you know, I wish I could bring someone on here to talk more because I hate talking to myself like this. <laughs> but again, this is only episode two. Um, but we're going to get in. We're going to get in there pretty good, man. Uh, let me look something up real quick. So I'm basically looking up stuff on father so we can give, so we can kind of just talk a little bit about it. And so one of the things I'm reading right now, it says, why are dads important? Uh, it says the primary caregiver doesn't have to be a woman, just someone who would take the time to fall into a rapture with the baby and really attend to his or her needs. A baby's brain needs to be bonding in order to arrange itself properly and without it. People will literally go varying levels of saying. So, to me, dads are important. But at the same time, if you got a mom who's holding it down and being the best mom she is and she ain't got no help, shout out to those moms too. Women like that are very important because, again, my mom was the same way. We didn't have a dad. My dad was like, yeah, and he was never there. But my mom had five kids and she held it down. So, if somebody's telling you a woman can't raise a boy into a man, Guess what? They're completely wrong because my mom raised three boys by herself and we all became men and we're all amazing. I feel like we're all amazing. Um, We're doing good in life, the three of us. We got our own family started. We have kids of our own. We're all married. Um, You know, we all graduated high school, college, you name it, man. We're doing amazing. Um, But I do feel like when it comes to having a father, I feel like a father and a daughter's relationship is the most important thing to a girl. Uh, people always say, you know, oh, she has daddy issues, you know, this and this and that. But I feel like it's a it's very important because when I now that I'm a father of a little girl, I I am the most in particular person about how I talk, how I act, how the way I carry myself because I know one day that my daughter is going to look at me and say, 
I want to date somebody like daddy. I want somebody who's going to be like my, you know, carry themselves like my father. Why? I don't know. But after talking to my four sisters about what type of men they're into, they all tell me the same thing. Well, I have daddy issues, so I'm going to date someone like dad who treats me like crap. Even though that may not be every girl's or every woman's perspective in life, I feel what my sisters told me is true and it scared me when I became a father of a little girl. So now I love on my daughter. <laughs> I take care of her. I, you know, you know, I, you know, I comb her hair when she's falling asleep on my chest and we cuddle. I'm just rubbing her hair, letting her know how much I love her because one day when my daughter becomes a woman, I want her to know my dad loved me and I'm good. My dad set the level high. And this is what I want my husband to be like. He's got to take care of me. He's got to love me. He's got to, you know, rub my back. He massage my toes. You know, whatever my dad did, this is what I want my, my husband to be. And so I feel like that's a very important thing, which will be on another. We'll, we'll discuss that as another topic as well um, on another episode. Um, but yes, it truly and same thing goes for a father and son. You know, a, a father is going to show a young boy, little toddler boy, how to become a man one day and how he should treat women. How should he respect women? His respect as elders. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, sir. No, sir. Um, so that's where I, you know, learn how to to change a tire from, you know, mechanic issues, from plumbing issues. You know, he's got to be able to, we as fathers got to be able to teach these young men, young boys how to raise a family so um, necessarily doesn't mean we have to yell at these kids and you know yell at them as because we're their daddy and we're their fathers we're just gonna yell at them no 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 we have to take our time we have to take our time with them love them and let them know like it's okay to cry because daddy cries sometimes too daddy gets upset daddy gets nervous we have to let our sons know every once in a while it's okay for for you as a man growing up it's okay for you to break down but it's about what you do after that breakdown. It's about if you're going to continue to break down, okay, you, we obviously need to get some help. But if you break down and you get right back up and you start march, marching back head high, back straight, perfect. That's what it's about. You know, uh, my mom always taught me that a man should never cry. But as I got older, I saw all these men break down and cry. But after they had their breakdown, they started going back again. They started marching head high, you know. Nothing could break them. And I learned that. Um, so, yeah, man. It, it tremendously is amazing what a, a mom can do. What other men, other fathers teach you growing up. I should say. Uh, and there's no... I would say... Uh, being pa- parents in general. But being a dad... Is a lot to take on because you have a daughter looking at you, you have a son looking at you. To you have a daughter looking at you because she's looking, and when she gets older, this is what a, a man should treat me like. So if you're cussing, hitting their mom, she's gonna date a man like that. If you're crap, you're not what I say crappy, but if you don't ever, ah, I don't know what the word is. Let's just say, like, let's just put it like this: your kids are watching you, okay? When you leave this earth, how are you going to leave your legacy behind? Are you going to leave a good legacy behind or are you going to leave an amazing legacy? Are you going to leave this earth knowing I taught my kids everything? I taught my daughter 
what type of man she needs to be with. I taught my son what type of man he should be. Um, so yeah, man, it's it's uh, it's crazy out here for dads, you know, um, because we I feel like we're looked at a lot, and nobody really nobody really understands that, but other dads. Uh, so yeah, it, it's it's a lot. I mean, I feel grown. Well, I feel now like even though we have, I have my own family now. My both of my my kids look up to me. Uh, my daughter's always wanted me to be to be loving on her. So is my son. Uh, I go outside, play baseball with him. You know, I'm showing him how to be tough. You know, and he has a stepdad as well. And you know, his stepdad shows him how to be tough as well. And uh, you know, it takes a lot. It takes a village to raise to raise kids. Uh, and shout out to all you single fathers out there, man. Uh, don't think I didn't forget about you as well. But just know, man, um, dads are very important in, in children's life. You know, they look to us. When a daughter is upset, when they're older, they go through a breakup. Who, who do they want to call? They probably most most girls probably want to call their mom, right? Majority, if their dads are in their life, twenty four seven, they're every phone call, you know, every parade or whatever they got going on, they're gonna call their daddy. Right, because her dad is the protector. Uh, that's how I feel like. So we all we we must remember that no matter what, man, we should be there for our daughters and our sons. Um, <coughs> excuse me. No matter what life throws at us, we must know and we must never forget that our kids are the number one thing in our life. Okay. Uh, so. So yeah, uh, I love doing this, man. This is amazing. Uh, like I said, I wish we could have more people on here. I'm trying to get a couple of buddies or a couple guests on here, uh, friends that have grown up and the same lifestyle as me. And you know, man, dude, I really love to hear from from other people. You know, um, on my email DMs. Like I said, I'm starting up a web website, uh, not website, uh, an Instagram page, a Twitter page for all this stuff. You know, so we can get. Um, topics on here, man, so we can get y'all, y'all, y'all questions in here, we can answer them for y'all, you know, um, any of y'all concerns, anything we say that y'all feel like that doesn't really, um, make sense, we can kind of elaborate that with one another, and it'd just be amazing, you know, um, but yeah, uh, but anyways, back to the podcast, uh, so the closest thing I would say I got into an actual father like daily basis. I would have to say is my brother Adrian, who's amazing, and my father-in-law. Shout out to my father-in-law. Um, we clicked instantly when I started dating my wife. When me and her started dating, me and her dad got along instantly. And the best part is. I'm probably gonna have to get him on her because he is actually her stepdad. So my wife doesn't know her her dad, biological father. He she does, but uh, he's he. I think they met a couple of times, but he doesn't want nothing to do with her. But this man, Gary Barkley, this is the man who came in her life at the age of like one, six months between six months and one, and he's raised her. Okay, now this is the man who stepped up, and shout out to those men who stepped up and took care of another man's kids, right? Shout out to those people, and he, it's amazing, (laughs) 
uh, we meet him with the conversations we have, you know, about life, about being dads, you know, about his life, you know, uh, it's amazing. And I probably might have to get him on here because he, I think he was telling me a story about his dad and how his dad raised him. And his dad was like strict, like tremendously strict. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. Cause I could never be like that, <laughs> but he's amazing, man. Um, my father-in-law is pretty cool. And, you know, I asked him, I asked him one time, I said, you know, what, how, how did you feel knowingly this little girl was not yours, but, but how did you feel? Right. And he told me, he said, well, he goes, I knew she wasn't mine, but she didn't have a dad. Okay. She didn't have a dad, and I knew this little girl was going to need somebody one day, and I wanted to be that somebody, and that's powerful too, because like I said, those men who step in the line and take on the responsibility to help this single woman raise however many kids she got, those men are amazing. They don't have to do that. They don't, but they do. (coughs) Excuse me. And, you know, uh, sometimes, not sometimes, all the time, they they turn out the best, you know. Um, and my my both my kids call him Grandpa. Uh, he walked her down the aisle when we got married. He did the daughter, daughter and daddy dance. And knowingly, me knowing that they're not blood related, you can't even tell. If you didn't know them and you saw him together and she has introduced you, this is my father, you wouldn't even tell that that's not her biological father because he treats her well. He loves her. He holds her. And he tells everybody, this is my, my, my firstborn. This is my baby girl. This and this and that. Yada, yada, yada. X, Y, Z. And you're like, man, that's so cool. And then when he, you finally figure out that that's not her real dad, you're like, hold up. Hold the phone. What? Like, that's amazing. Uh so I definitely have to get my wife on here to talk about her father. And I have another uncle as well who's kind of in the same situation with my wife. Uh, vice versa. He kind of jumped in the picture while his his stepdaughter, well, his actual daughter, stepdaughter slash daughter, growing up, she's like three. He entered her life and, you know, he took on that on. He took that on as well. And shout out to him too. Uh, but yeah, man. So this podcast, this episode was a little bit to talk about my brother. I kind of got off topic. Um, so, yeah. But we must not remember, this isn't a thing where we're just going to shame all the bad dads. You know, the dads who walked out. No. We're going to help them rise up. We're going to give them our faith. We're going to lend them our faith. And we're going to let them know that they're not alone. Um, because we're in this together. God created us as a whole, one big whole family. And it's okay if you don't know Christ. Um, doesn't mean you have to turn away this turn away from this podcast. Uh, I accept believers and non-believers. I love believers and I love non-believers. Uh, I love if you call yourself a bad dad. Hey man, I love you. If you think you're a good dad, I love you too, man. The dads, I love every dad in here. No dad is better than the other one. Uh, we're all the same. We all make mistakes, but it's about who we surround ourselves with. Okay. Uh, just know that you can do it because I've seen some 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 bad dads quote don't quote me on the book quote unquote bad dads and they turn their lives around man 
and it's amazing. I've seen it. I've seen what quite what Christ can do to those type of men who think they're bad dads, and when they finally accept Christ and allow Christ in their home and allow Christ to take over, I've seen these men change, and right before my eyes, and it's amazing. Uh, and you know, I know one one of my friends. His dad was an alcoholic growing up. Bad. I would go over there and his dad drink a 24 pack all day. And um, every day, and he would drink, I think, two or three 24 packs every time we were there. And he would yell at his son. He would yell at us. And I'd be like, dude, you ain't even my dad. Like, don't be screaming at me like that. And my mom would have to, like, get on him so many times. <laughs> but he was drunk. Never hit us. He would just yell. I mean, he was just a drunk, right? And as I, as we got older, we found out he started reading the Bible on his own. And because one of his co-workers introduced Christ into him. And Christ took over. And when Christ took over, we seen we saw a change in him. We saw a change in his wife. We saw a change in that whole household. And it's amazing because... I'm not going to say their names. But it's amazing. Okay? And... Um, I'll never forget it, man. The day he came home, and I was there. He, we, me and his son had stayed home. We we spent the night, and he came home. His dad came home, and he came home from church, which was weird because this is his first time coming home from church. His son, my friend, asked him, "Where did you go? Where did you go? Where are you coming from?" He said, "Hold on, son. I have to do something." Went to the backyard, to his fridge, took out all the beer, all the liquor in his house, and threw it out. And he told his wife, I'm sorry for everything I've done. This is going to be a different me from starting here and out. That was when I was 15 years old. Hear me? I was 15. I'm now 23. You do the math because <laughs> I'm not good. But he hasn't had a drink since I was 15 years old. And I don't know about you, but that's amazing. Most people break after a certain amount or if they go through a, a little trial in their life. you know. But that's what happens when you allow God. See, the gospel is so amazing, and that gospel is not only amazing, but it's so strong that once you actually read the Bible, it starts moving stuff, moving stuff inside of you, and it makes you want to become a better father, it makes you want to become a better man, and for him, now that I'm older, me and him have talked, we have talks about, about uh, church and, you know, God and the gospel, he tells me what the gospel has done for me. And it's done tremendous things for me too. And if you reach out, you know, we can talk about the gospel together and it can hopefully move through you too, you know. Um, but I feel like as a dad, we must have a foundation so our families can have something amazing as well. Uh, like for me and my, all the other men at church I go to who are godly men, shout out Acts Community Church, excuse me, um, all the men there, they they applied the the gospel. We they we apply God to our lives, and everything works out. Not saying we don't go through trial and error because we do. God is gonna throw something your way. He's gonna see how you handle it, and you're gonna overcome that. Okay, because till this day, I have a lot of trials in my life. I have a lot of setback, but knowingly that I have the the one and only Father the Holy Spirit behind me and pushing me and, you know, 
giving me the blueprints on how to overcome this as a father, how to overcome this to being a better dad to my son, how to overcome this to being a better husband, a better you know father to my little girl. I know nothing can stop me. I know stuff is going to come my way, but it's all about my mindset. And as long as you have God on your side, anything is possible. You can change your lifestyle. You can change to be a better dad. And it's just amazing, man. But, you know, my he came home, told everybody he's going to change. And to this day, man, every time we go over, I go over there and I see him. He tells me, you know, he doesn't drink, you know, how he's been sober this long, how, you know, he has setbacks, you know, trial and error with his anger. But, you know, hey, we're not perfect. Christians, as Christians, you know, we are not perfect at all. Okay. But. But we do know we have a we have a loving father who does forgive tremendously. He forgives no matter what. Remember, he died for our sins. He died on that cross for our sins. Um, so we're forgiven, right? But we must remember that we're hold we're held accountable if we know the gospel and we keep continuing to sin. So for not being a good dad, and we know the gospel, we know the Bible, we know the word. And we still do all these bad stuff as dads. We're going to be held accountable for these things. And that's what we have to remember. Uh, So, yeah, man. um, Being a dad is tough. I'll say that one more time before we head out. Because um, I'm getting tired. Um, This is going to be our our second episode. Shout out to all the listeners. Shout out to all the family members who are supporting this podcast. Uh, We will be on Spotify. Spotify. we're going to try to get on some other um, podcast apps as well. Uh, again, man, I just want to thank everybody more than thank, more than anything. And, you know, I also want to thank God for giving me the talent and not even the talent, but just give me the ability to speak to everyone, you know, to reach out to other men who are going through hard times and who are just wanting to give up. You know, I'm here for you guys, you know. Uh, subscribe, man. Listen, reach out to me. My email is down below my bio. Like I said, I'm going to put our Twitter our Twitter and Instagram in this bio uh, for Anchor. And I'm going to put it in our Spotify um, bio. And um, so y'all can reach out, man. Uh, I love every single one of you guys. Don't forget, you know, God loves you too. God wants y'all on his side. And, you know, we need more uh, Christ-like fathers in this world, you know. Uh, before I leave, I want to look up a scripture um, for y'all guys. You know, so y'all can leave. We can leave on something good. Um, you know, I know we're we all make mistakes and we all go down a path. We all go. To, we all have our trial and errors, and we all feel like once we make that mistake, you know, God don't love us no more. You know, God's just gonna hey, hey man, you screwed up. Get away from me. No, that's not how it works, man. You you mess up, God's going to forgive you, and you're just going to keep on rolling. Keep on rolling through the water, baby. And that's what it's all about. Uh, let me see. So this is a good one. So we're going to end off on this uh, this Bible verse. Uh, so I might I might do two. I might. Let me see. So this first one, is, I'm going to be reading out of uh, Isaiah 40, um, verse 31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Wow. Another one. Psalms 27 verse 1. 
The Lord is my light and my salvation. Who shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Wow. Powerful, man. Powerful, dads. That's amazing. Remember, as a father, we should we should not fear anything. Well, I take it back. We should be we should be scared of things. <laughs> you know, like I'm scared of walking outside my backyard without my, my flashlight. <laughs> but remember, man, the Lord is the stronghold of your life, of your kid's life. And you should once you have him as your stronghold of your life, you should not be afraid, man. You should not be afraid to mess up as a dad. As dads, we're gonna mess up, but we gotta remember that. God is going to be there. The Lord is going to be there. Light. He's going to be everything. He's going to help you overcome so many things. And he's there for you, man. He's there for you when you want to give up. Pray to him. Talk to him like he's your best friend. Talk to him. Father, help me become a good dad. Help me not to give up. Help me not leave my children the way my dad did. I do not want to give my child this, the same thing my dad did. He's going to help you. We, but we must remember, we must remember that, man. We must remember that God truly is our number one to overcome so many things in life. Uh, but like I said, I'm ending on that Bible verse. It was great talking to all my followers. Uh, if you haven't subscribed, go ahead and hit the subscribe button down low. Spread the word. Spread this podcast throughout your friends and family, your church areas. Um, like I said in the last podcast, if you don't have, if you don't currently go to a church, I suggest you reach out to the nearest church that's near you. Um, again, if you walk through those doors and they start criticizing you and, you know, telling you these bad stuff, run because that is not a church. A church is supposed to lift you up. Yes, we're supposed to hold each other accountable on things, but we're not supposed to criticize you. You're supposed to love your family, love them. If they don't, they're not loving you need to leave. <laughs> All right. All right, man. I'm going to end on this prayer. Father God, I ask you to lift up every man on this podcast. If there's a women in here, Father God, I, lift, I ask you to lift those, those women up too. Father God, we know how hard it is to be a dad. We know the struggles. They know the struggles, what comes, what endures being becoming a father. Lord, I ask you to lift up every man that are our fathers right now. Lord, I ask you to lift up every man who are becoming dads and are scared. Lord, I ask you to give them the wisdom, the tools, the knowledge of becoming fathers. And I ask you to help the dads who are in need right now, who are wanting to give up. I ask you just to bless them, bless their home, bless their children, their animals, whoever they got in their house, Father God. Lift them up in your name. Lift them up in your hands, Father God. Lord, I ask you to bless every pastor out there because as of right now, we know what this world's coming to. We ask you just to lift them up, lift every church in this neighborhood, in this whole world, Father God. Father God, I ask you to bless every single man and take care of their needs because we know you shall make a way for them. You shall make a way for their finances, their love for you, their love for their kids. You can do all things. And remember, we can do all things too, through you, Father God. Father God, I ask you just to love every single dad, love every mom, every child in this nation, Father God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, man, and women, if there's women on this podcast, that's episode two. We're out. Remember, there's no shame on this podcast. Nobody's going to hate. Everybody's got to love on here.
Again, no shame, all love. Peace out. Y'all be safe and have a blessed weekend.